Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Married in the Movies. I am one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. Now, had you said pizza there, would have destroyed <laughs> me still. You'll know what that means at the end of the show. <laughs> you have nothing else. No, it's You're just... supposed to keep going. Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. You introduce the show. And, and then... I do nothing. And then I'm, I talk for 58 minutes. Look, You're right. I'm I sorry. I introduce the show and I come up with all of the really solid ideas for the show. And you do the talking. So it's kind of like I'm the brains and you're the face. That's not a face. I don't know. You're the brawn. It's a, it's, yeah, but, but, the brawn. It's, but it's a podcast. You yeah, I'm the it? talking brawn. No, but you get it? That's it, was, a... it was a... It was a you have a, a face for radio. That's an, that's an interview show about Braun Strowman, Talking Braun. It's <laughs> December 29th, 2020. The we last can't time wait for I, this year to be over. <laughs> oh, We're done time. with this fucking Maybe, year. I don't know. It depends on in the next two days if you actually finish what we need. I'm almost done. We're almost my... done? Good. Maybe we can do it tonight? No, not that no. close to being done. Well, I actually have to work at work now. I don't have the opportunity to just do it. Oh, great. Well, that's what I normally do. Just do other well, things. Well, lucky you. Uh, oh, man, not... <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. Yeah, way to go, asshole. It is, I already said, December 29th, 2020. If you're new here every single week, my wife and I talk about the random movies we've watched in our massive movie collection. We'll talk about our lives, talk about what's going on in the world, and we just have fun. And we have a lot to talk about. Uh, we watched today's movie a full week ago. Uh, almost a full week ago. We watched it back on December... No, that's wrong. December 23rd. That's way wrong. I must have changed a note in here or something by then. We watched this... 16. Yeah, it's been yeah two weeks almost though, since we watched uh, today's movie, Blade Runner 2049. We watched it before we, before went, down, we went to Miami. Went down to Miami for, for Christmas week to visit Sam's family and for Sam's birthday. Had a wonderful time. Hope you had a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays wherever you are. We did a lot in eight days. We uh, watched a couple movies. No, ate no, a lot of food. We ate a Can we... I was trying to like recap this with my mother today, but because I was with my mother, my brain wasn't working. And what? can we remember everything that we ate while yes. we were in Miami? Yes. All right. So let's try to do it quickly. Okay. So we got in Sunday... Saturday. Saturday afternoon... And what do we have for dinner that first day? That first day for dinner. Where did we go? I don't remember. No. Um. <laughs> I just asked you. I need your help. Where did we go that very, very, very first day? I don't know, but the one place we didn't go that I wanted to take you was the ramen place. 
Got upset. But we went to Mr. Chef's. So I was fine. Damn, where did yeah. we go the very first day? We got in, and we went. It would have been some place we had leftovers like right away. Where we have leftovers right away from. This is gonna piss me the fuck off. This is really gonna drive me crazy. We didn't go to Graziano's yet. Let's we- go backwards. Okay, so we left on Sunday. Yes. We had... We just had uh, Moe's bagels during the day. Bagels. Then Saturday, uh, we went to... Man, my brain is really fried. Saturday, we went to... Where the fuck did we go, man? This is pathetic. Well, Sunday, we had leftovers from Christmas Day. Saturday. Saturday, we had leftovers from Christmas Day. I made a beautiful... Prime rib, mashed potatoes and gravy, some noodles, vegetables, bread, the whole nine yards. It was fantastic. Uh, oh, we went to the Blues Brothers. The Blues, the ah, Blues, Blues went to, Brothers. Went to Blues Burgers. Burgers. Blues uh, that Burgers. was very, very good. Very, very good burger. And on uh, Saturday, we just, uh, Friday, we just stayed in, had that. Uh, Thursday was your uh, My birthday. We birthday. went to, we went to Mateo's, a Mateo's Italian, Italian restaurant. And for lunch, we didn't really do, we just had leftovers again. Wednesday, we went to Mr. Chef's. Yes. We went to Mr. Chef's, a great Chinese place. We also had Ike's Love and Sandwiches, which was very, very good, despite the weight that it was. Not because they were busy, because they were incompetent. Uh, we also went to a place called Graziano's that was... Uh, it's uh, like a market. A market, but I also have like Marker, 18 ounce prime ribs. Yeah, market, 18 ounce, butcher. Uh, fucking ribeyes that yeah, are market, amazing. Marketplace, butcher kind of thing. Um, so we did that. We did that. We had... well, well, actually, I'm sorry. That was Tuesday. Wednesdays was the main event. Oh, yeah. Wednesdays, we went to Jackson's, which I want to get back to. Um, so Tuesday, we had Graziano's. Monday, we had... This is going to drive me crazy, but we had those first couple days for, like, leftovers and shit. Well, Sunday, you had pizza, pizza and, and wings. Pizza from... And Mom uh, and I went to Kebabji. From Sicilian Oven, I yes. went to Kebabji. What did we have for lunch that day? Kebab. Kebabji. Oh, we had, and then we had bagels that day as well. We had, a, like, a brunch. We had, yeah, had we bagels had brunch. that day. What did we have that first fucking day? It's going to drive me crazy. What do we have? This is pathetic. I don't know, man. Oh, yard house. Got it. That was going to bother me. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, so all that. We had a lot of food. We had great food. The best of it was Jackson's, which if you've never heard of Jackson's, it's the world famous ice cream shop and restaurant. In that, South Florida. In, in South in Florida, Davey. where you can uh, order a kitchen sink full of ice cream, which we did. It'll probably be the picture of next week's episode, uh, the Mullet Awards, because every year for the Mullet Awards, I just put a, a family po- portrait up. Uh, where we got the kitchen sink of ice cream. Uh, they also uh, have a one-pound hot dog that is not a one-pound hot dog. It's like a three-pound hot dog. They're just counting the, the fucking actual wiener there. Uh, where, well, what's wrong with me saying wiener? <laughs> he made a weird face when I said wiener. Uh, the, they're not counting the bread. The thing was massive. It was maybe the best hot dog I've ever had in my life at the same time. Tasted so damn good. Ate the whole damn thing. Felt like a warrior. It was fantastic. Uh, but yeah, we had you had an excellent birthday. Yes. Yes. Got you were incredibly spoiled. The most spoiled. But... New, new Apple Watch, new computer, new Taylor Swift cardigan. Oh, I'm glad that you 
got it right from Accurately it. named the item of clothing that mm-hmm. I received. Uh, we got a bunch, gave each other a bunch of games. I got my sweet new chalk line jacket. Had a very, very good Christmas. I Jillian can't wait till I Christmas wash as well. that. I'm going to ruin the fuck out of it. Why did you say that? You bought it. Yeah, and I'm going to ruin it just to watch watch you cry. I'm going to piss on your Taylor Swift cardigan. I'm not going anywhere near my Taylor Swift cardigan. Good, don't wear it in front of me. It's a, it's a stupid cardigan for a bad person <laughs> uh we also played uh, a ton of games jillian had a good christmas as well santa was very very good to her she got a tablet she got all kinds of toys that she wanted she got a scooter very very spoiled as well i mean one one little thing that i want sam's threatening to fucking burn it daddy has to fucking suffer um did you just call yourself daddy? That's weird. Yeah. Don't do that on the air. Ever daddy, again. Daddy has to suffer. Please. <laughs> That's been it for I, this episode. I told you I've had a long day, right? Yeah, you're with your mom all day. I don't know why you're in this mood. We uh, watched a couple movies. Uh, we watched The Wizard of Oz, which we a former Mullet Award winner for Best Movie of the Year uh, a couple years ago. Uh, it was the first time Jillian had seen it for Sam's birthday, and it meant a lot to Sam. And she loved it. She's talked about it ever since. She keeps asking if things are The Wizard of Oz. Um, we also watched National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation because I found that... Uh, My parents had never seen it. Yes, we watched that. We hadn't done it for the show before, but I broke a rule because Christmas. You gotta break rules. Of course, we had Christmas Story on throughout most of the day. I feel like I missed a couple scenes, but that's okay. It always happens. Next year, we'll actually watch the whole thing from beginning to end. Um, played a ton of games. Played 21 games of sequence, and the men prevailed, as always. Yeah, okay, um, and? We were up 6 nothing, and we ended up winning 11-10. to 10. Yeah, 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 fine, fine, fine. All that matters is that final score, we won. Fuck you. Uh, played a lot of new games. You're a lot a of old bag. games, I know. And had a, just had a very, very good a Christmas nice time. Nice relaxing time. Jillian slept. We got to sleep till about 9 o'clock almost every day, which was nice. Well, considering she woke up like half the damn time and wanted to get in the bed with us. Yeah, yeah, we had to share a room when we were at my also parents. Also, in a place called Flippos, and I went down some giant slides, and my elbow still hurts because of it. It was, it, but it, Jillian had a great time. Yeah, the video, of, her, the video of us laughing was, was... That's the best. The keeper. Um, also uh-huh. a keeper oh. is... Uh, well, yeah, I'm going to segue on from Christmas. Also oh. a keeper is not Excuse your burp. Me. You're disgusting. Also the keeper is the fact that Samantha's been farting. So much. I haven't farted since y- the other night. I can't remember the last time I farted. Hang on. Yesterday? Right now. Just now. <laughs> Stop trying to fart, man. You're disgusting. I'm not trying to fart. I don't need to try. It'll just come. <laughs> you almost killed... What's worse? You almost with... killed your father by farting. What's worse? Living with me or living with you. Rich? You. You. I, oh, it's, I, there was an answer. I, you. Totally ruined my segue. I watched a movie the other day, as, as I've been mentioning. I'm worse than rich? Mm-hmm. But again, I, I didn't need to know the caveat. I think that he's insulted by that. I'm trying to plug my way through all Nobody the cares. Oscar, potentially Oscar-nominated movies this season. Uh, we have not watched Soul yet. We thought we were going to get a chance to watch Soul, but we will talk about it either in next week's episode or the week after that. Just as we also are probably going to have watched Wonder Woman 1984 by then, which is not an Oscar movie. I'll also hopefully have some other recaps and reviews for you. But I did take the opportunity before the holidays began uh, a couple weeks ago to watch, the first time we had a chance to mention on the show, the Spike Lee Netflix film Five Bloods. 
It came out earlier on in the year, a Vietnam movie starring Chadwick Boseman in one of his last roles, and Delroy Lindo, uh, a, a fantastic cast. And it was great. I really, really liked it. It was... It was a trip, for sure. Uh, a little too long, and definitely gets off the rails at points, like some Spike Lee movies mm-hmm. can do. Particularly the last, like, half an hour, 45 minutes, really goes to a strange place. But Dora Lindo, maybe one of my... Probably the best performance I have seen this year. Um, he is getting strong Oscar buzz for it, and I hope that he... At least gets a nomination. I don't know if he's going to be able to, to stick the landing because it's a uh, it's a very heavy dramatic performance. It sometimes those don't don't win, but um, I overall enjoyed it. So for the movies I've watched so far, like Trial of the Chicago Seven and Mank and other ones, I think it is my favorite of those. All all very flawed movies, but overall, I think The Five Bloods was my favorite thus far. So, okay. so check that out. Have you watched anything recently? No, because I've been with you, so never mind. What's a stupid question? Well, no, I am actually taking, trying to take my full 45-minute lunch breaks at work, so I'm waiting my way through some television shows that I've had on my list, mm-hmm. so then I can get to a couple movies that I, I want to go through. I feel feel upset because there were some, like, holiday-ish movies that, now it's not the season, but I'm going to watch them anyway. Got a couple on my Netflix list here. Everything stuff. Uh, <laughs> Fuck you, I'm gonna watch something right now. Where are my AirPods? Let's get into the movie. Oh, what? For today. We're doing something else? Uh, it is uh, the next movie in our Wrap It Up series. We decided to Last go movie back. Last 2020. Yep, go, go back and watch all the sequels and adjacent movies and series uh, that we've missed or came out after the fact. Uh, and this was the next one in line because we watched Blade Runner back in 2016, if I'm not mistaken. So we watched the sequel that came out some 30 years almost after the fact. No, over 30 years after the fact. Blade Runner 2049. Samantha, it is your turn. Go ahead and read the box. Blade Runner 2049. Oh, you're going to mess up reading I thought numbers. I was about to as well, and I was like... God damn it. This stunningly elegant follow-up doesn't depend on having seen the original. That's a lie. <laughs> uh, Peter the Bruges variety. We've had him before and I think that's acceptable. Right? Yeah. It's like more more uh, elevated if I say it that way. Mm-hmm. Give him some I'm not going to die with Peter de Bruges. Okay. I'm not, uh, not going to die. Like I'm not going to die uh, in Bruges. Got it. I would say I'm not going to die in Peter de Bruges. I was. I, was <laughs> I mean, like, that's also probably pretty accurate. Fucking him. well, it's. it's I it's, mean, it's, you know, whatever. This is so. With answers come questions. This is so tiny. I don't understand why the writing has to be so small. Thirty years after the events of the first film, a new Blade Runner. LAPD Officer K, Ryan Gosling, unearths a long-buried secret that has the potential to plunge what's left of society into chaos. K's discovery leads him on a quest to find Rick Deckard, Harrison Ford, a former LAPD Blade Runner who has been missing for decades. 
The hunt for the truth begins in this follow-up to one of the most visually spectacular films in cinematic history. Oh, that was close. <laughs> so many parts. It was so close. <laughs> so we watched uh, the original Blade Runner on May 30th, 2017. A uh, friend and guest, Tatiana, joined us for that. And it got an overall score of a 7.5. I gave it an 8.5, and, and you guys each gave it a 7. Kind of controversial low score for one of the greatest science fiction movies of all time. Uh, so I was very excited to see this when this came out, but of course this came out, I believe, after we had Jillian, so going to the movie. So that didn't happen. Particularly a two hour and 40 minute, like, opus sci-fi film. That I wasn't super into because I was hesitant. Right. Given. And also that underperformed, you know, at the box office. It, it, I think it only made like 80, 90 million dollars. Was kind of seen as a disappointment. Ended up getting, I mean, was critically acclaimed. Everyone loved it. Everyone thought it was a worthy successor. Some people thought it was even maybe surpassed the original. Um, it won the, uh, it won Roger Deakins his first uh, Oscar for best cinematography. Rightfully so. And that this movie looks immediately incredible. Look, I'm going to go on the record and say I am the person who thought this was way better than the original. All right? I I and and I was disappointed in the original. And I don't know if I talked about it on the show because I don't remember what we talked about last week. We can barely remember what we had for dinner seven days. <laughs> exactly. So I I don't know if I talked about it, but this is right up my alley. So the fact that I didn't particularly like it it's always hard for me when I don't get into the sci-fi because sci-fi is my jam. And I'm going back, we're, we're getting ready to do the mullet nominations. Um, I'm going back through all the movies we watch. I'm reading all my notes. And, like, my glowing, like, reviews of the sci-fi movies and how much I dig this genre, like, I was disappointed in the first one. Um, I, I mean, it still got a seven, which is decent score, but I was disappointed in it and I was really not looking forward to watching this because I was like, I love Ryan Gosling and I want to love this movie, but I don't think I will. Color me shocked that this movie opens and I can't, I can't stop watching it. Like I'm like super into it. I think it looked beautiful. Like you said, I think that the performances were outstanding. Outstanding Outstanding performances. I just thought the story was, Fantastic, even though there were like seven mulligans in this movie. What does and that mean? There were like seven there were seven mulligans in this movie. Are you talking are you meaning MacGuffins and you're MacGuffin. saying mulligans? Yes. You can't even because remember you've been your, playing that stupid golf game. You can't even I didn't even talk about a mulligan. You can't even remember your own fucking bit. That bit is done. You just <laughs> fucked up your own bit. I'm so tired, man. A mulligan is when you get another chance yes, at something. Yes, I know you, you know, Ow! <laughs> <laughs> That's all it took? Man, you know when this movie takes place, we're 63. Fuck you. <laughs> she threw a hair clip at my neck and that hurt, man. Uh, you know, like Blackjack Mulligan? I just had to say that for myself. So yeah, so it's never a great start or a sign when the, the, a sequel is so fucking old that they have to give you paragraphs to read when the movie starts. Yeah. Like, I full blown to be like, oh shit, I felt like I had to put readers on when the movie started. <laughs> yeah, because you're 63. I hate 
so much. When this movie comes on. Uh, but, like, it's necessary because, like, the original movie is pretty intricate. And this is pretty intricate, too. It's okay. The time that this movie comes out, Augie will be on Medicaid. Medicare. Well, you can't say that. We're almost going to be on Medicare, too. Yeah, when but he the... would legit be on Medicare. Let's be fair. When this movie comes out, Augie's going to be dead. <laughs> it's what? It's uh, 2049. 20... Yeah, well, no, 2049. No, no, so I'm saying, so it's 29 years from now? Yeah. So Augie will we'll be... be 66. No. He's three years older than us. So you're doing your math wrong. If it's 29 years away... It'll be, yeah, it'll be 66. Yeah, I'm not doing my math, bro. So I thought he was going to be in his 70s already, and that made me very happy. Uh, But, like, as soon as that's done, and you get, like, the score, which the score is great, I have, I have, so I have many complaints, despite the score I'm going to give this movie at the end. Uh, The score is great. It's not the Vangelis original, like, Blade Runner score. Like, that, like, held up to me so much. That it it has a different feel to it, but I almost feel like the Vangelis score was somehow like more modern and appropriate for this movie, and this one was not as much. But I still enjoyed it. But the skin, the the cinematography, it's called in porn, cinematography, which yeah, there I'm... is plenty of skin in this movie, which we'll get to. Uh, the cinematography and just like the color palettes and the vibrancy, but then also the bleakness, like. It encaptures everything at every moment. Um, right down to the very first scene, when you see, when you, you, it gives you very quickly, okay, you know that he's a Blade Runner, and you know that Blade Runners are now uh, replicants themselves, which is a, a big deal. Um, because the first movie, they're humans, or we think, we'll get we, to that in a little bit. Um, we're not sure. We're still not sure. Uh, but, like, you know here, like, they've kind of betrayed their kind, and they've been, like, renovated and, and hunting, changed and mm-hmm. unhunting their own kind. And just the first scene with him and fucking Batista, man. Batista's so good! Yeah. I'm so glad we have, like, a good wrestler character actor. Like, Hulk Hogan always sucked. Steve Austin wasn't good either. The Rock is, of course, a huge star. And The Rock is good. But The Rock is not a great actor. You know what I mean? Like, like he does really well playing himself and stuff. Yes. Or characters that have that heightened personality. Charisma, whatever. Like, right. Batista's John fu- Cena. Solid. He's, 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 he's still, okay. He's, he's still getting his grasp. He's all right. He, he's doing a bunch of different things. I think right. Cena will get there. But, like, Batista, Batista, Batista just wants uh, to be a good character. Batista wants to be Steven Tobolowski. Like, he's just so good. Like... And I think his range is so wide that I think that's what makes him so good because, like, Drax, from what I think we talked about it in Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. the humor and the timing, the comedic timing that he brought to that role, right. what it is just incredible. And if you juxtapose that to this, he's just he's just such quiet a, and demure, but like emotional. Like I mean, it you can just feel the emotions a, coming off of him. It's they did, a, they did a short film with that character, Sapper Morton, that's on the Blu-ray. I meant to watch. It's like six or seven minutes. It's supposed to be fantastic. Yeah, but I mean, he, uh, I mean, he's just so good. I, so I, I 100% agree. I thought that performance was, I mean, it set the stage. And sure. I think that the chemistry between the two of them, Ryan Gosling and, and Batista, mm-hmm. thought that they had solid chemistry for what they were doing. I liked the uh, repartee, if you will, that they had, the back and forth. Yeah. Um, and then they just beat the shit out of each other, and it was great to watch. Yeah. I liked watching them. 
fight. It's a great fight scene. Uh, great fight scene. I'm not going to beat around the bush here. Ryan Gosling is the MVP. Hello, of this movie. Ryan Gosling. He, I was reading. I was like yes, recapping hello. my notes, and at a certain point, I don't have a lot. Yeah, we know he's on your fucking list. Uh, uh, at, he, triple at, star. At three different points, I just wrote Gosling is crushing this. <laughs> just like at three different points in the movie, because he does something so incredible in that. All of his emotions are just on his body language and his face. He's but so good. But none of them are ever uh, exaggerated or over the top. He's so controlled. Because he's playing a replicant. I mean, I think it was so good. Oh, no, I know. He's playing someone who's not human, and so he's just on the cusp. And I think it's so well done because yeah. that's the thing with AI, right? Yeah. Like, that's the thing with AI. Like, you can portray emotions to an extent, but you're never going to go as heightened as a human would go. Yeah. And I think it's so smart, the it choices takes, he made. Oh, yeah. He makes so many amazing choices. The skill it takes yeah. to be a, a, a robot, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. that has no soul, that wants a soul, and feels like it has a soul and acts like it has a soul to be told they have no soul and like, react to it exactly how you would expect <laughs> it to react where like you almost forget like oh yeah that's a fucking actor like he is that great in like, this movie like he's so good I mean I say that about every movie we see I think he's such yeah. an underrated actor I really do I think he has done so much and like when you look back on his career like the growth that he's had from sure. like role to role and like the opportunities he's been afforded has been really incredible. And it's been so cool to watch him go from like, you know, like Mickey Mouse Club. Mickey Mouse Club, right. And I was gonna say, I was gonna say, remember the Titans to I hate him in that fucking movie. I know. He's but the worst part of that movie. I by know far. he is. I know. But go to what he is now. What are you doing? Spots in my body. Sorry. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Also, I got uh, yeah, I Ryan, got I got shingles in the past two weeks. No. Yeah, Ryan Gosling's definitely on my list. Uh, fuck um. you. Uh, but like, there's so many little moments. Like when he's freaking out, thinking. So the 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 bare bones plot is uh, when he's retiring Batista's character. He finds this like mysterious. He finds flowers buried at this uh, this tree. And finds uh, a body there. The body ends up being uh, of a replicant that they find out is pregnant, which is impossible. So they're trying. He's tr- investigating what this means. At the same time, uh, the new creator, or whatever the fuck the character's name was, Shaw or Wallace, or Wallace Shawn. I think it was Wallace Shawn, right? Wallace Shawn. I'm uh, making these replicants. Uh, <laughs> inconceivable. <laughs> uh, is, you know, is, is hired, you know, his muscle or whatever to, like, also find out. And uh, throughout the course of his investigation, Kay, Gosling's character, believes that he is the child that was born out of this. Because he has the memories. Because he has the memories and he has all these emotions and these feelings. So he goes and tries to find Rick Deckard, who believes will know the answers to the questions and whatnot. Uh, but, like, him freaking out, like, about, like, the memories and, like, being, you know, going to what ends up being the actual daughter, spoiler alert, um, being Rick Deckard and Rachel, Sean Young's character in the original movie, um, the person who is creating these memories, like him freaking out about those memories. And then just like even his reaction to like the snow hitting his hand 
which is an amazing callback to the original oh Tears and Rain uh, monologue from Dr. Howard in the first movie. Um, and just, like, him failing that weird-ass baseline test. Uh, it was so good. Like, he does an amazing the job. cells. But even, even... The cells. Reset. I cells. Don't... Reset. Forming. Uh, like, I'd fail that, and I'm human. You know what I mean? Uh, but even, like, the, even better, like, later on, when the twist is that it's revealed that he's not. So they did, like, the old switcheroo that, that there was going to be a... a boy and a girl replicant and the boy didn't survive but they switched the sexes to make it seem like the boy did and the girl didn't to protect the girl like him just like realizing that oh fuck like I'm not important like here I thought I was special the key. I was the key I was all these things and like everything I've been told is just right I'm just a normal fucking replicant I'm a skin job as they're called a skinner um, like, he's so devastating. But then, I, I love the message that the movie ultimately says and conveys, which I think is kind of what, like, The Last Jedi was trying to do, and totally failed at doing, in that, like, anybody can be something. Uh, like, you know, like, how the end of that movie is, like, the child, like, forcing, uh, like, the broom into their hand, and, like, Ray was not supposed to be from any significant parentage, or whatever, like, you know. Although she ended up being from significant parentage. I mean, as much as I don't like The Last Jedi, and I don't want to get into this, uh, I appreciate what Ryan Johnson tried to accomplish in that world building of making it more... Relevant? Uh, what did you say? Relevant? Not relevant, but making it more standard. Or making it more, like, normal. It's like, like putting like this whole lineage and putting this whole, like, kind of unrealistic line across everything that like everyone has to be tied together and everyone has to be somebody like no like regular fucking people can also do amazing things right and that's and that's, that's what, the you message know, of this movie that's what replicant's able to do is you know in the midst of this he's able to you Basically, know save the day see, yeah. and you know and and and, and uh, uh uh sacrifice himself for the, the the for the good of you know what of humanity and what should actually happen so yeah he's incredible in this. So he is the MVP. This is his third MVP after Crazy Stupid Love and uh, Blue Valentine. Yes. So congratulations to Ryan Johnson for his third MVP. Oh my God. He is incredible. Um, Besides him, what else did you really really like about the movie? I loved Ana de Armas. Yeah. I mean, she's so And I think we talked about this when we did Knives Out. We haven't done Knives Out yet. (laughs) We talked about this when we watched Knives Out. Yeah. Um, she is so great. Like, I thought that her performance was really moving. Mm-hmm. And the same. You know that she is... I don't know what they call them. Uh, well, the, oh, well, they're all like called a, Joy, I think. They're just called... Well, Joy, but yeah. I don't know, like, what the... What they called, like, like the... An AI companion? Yeah, or, whatever. I mean, they basically are Joy. They're just jerk-off instructions. Yeah. Is all that they are. Um, what? <laughs> What? Well, now that you've ruined whatever I was going to say <laughs> with your disgusting comments, um, I thought she did a great job. She was very. She, she had so much emotion, and I just think she is very compelling. And I can't wait for Ben Affleck to Fuck ruin that her, up. to fuck it up. God, you know, you know what's really sad? She's a beautiful woman. Uh, she's an amazing actress. She seems like a genuine, sweet person. She makes she bad has, decisions. She has to wake up roll over and see that every fucking morning. And I'm not talking about Ben Affleck as a person 
or the fact that he's probably pretty out of shape. I'm talking about the fucking tattoo. You know the tattoo I'm talking about. <laughs> it's alarming. It's disgusting. And it's rather large. Make better make better decisions. Uh, yeah, I love their relationship. I love also, like, the reveal of that and the, like, she's also not special. Like, she's just programmed to do whatever Kay's wanted her to exactly. do. Exactly. She's... One in them, like they have all of them. Yep, yeah, like you, you they that, have that a, is the model. Like you see right. it later on, her advertise big as can be, naked to, for everybody. You know, there's nothing special about it. But the movie does an amazing job of when she is uh, terminated by uh, Louvre, Love. I don't know how to say it, Love. Later on in the movie, like you still kind of feel for it because she's so empathetic. She's still so empathetic and she's still so emotional about, you know, of course her end, but also what it means to her partner. Um, yeah, she does. She's incredible. She's so damn good. Yeah. The, the way that they shot those scenes with her being like a hologram and being artificial, mm -hmm. transparent and cutting through things, but still seeming real. And then like, the weirdest three-way scene of all time oh, that was where so like strange. she's on top of Mackenzie Davis's character uh like like so she can feel them uh you know probably shouldn't be uh <laughs> I was probably shouldn't be during the three-way that I noticed how amazing this movie looks CGI wise <laughs> but that's I mean of course I noticed it beforehand but that's the what, I'm sure yeah but that really I, got your attention just when I had finally uh written yeah, it yeah, down yeah you really got your attention there uh yeah. Yeah, I agree. Those, and then also to kind of for me finish like the the trifecta of amazing performances. God, it's great to see Harrison Ford when he's invested in good shit. Right. He's like he is night and day. I mean, I think he's great in Force Awakens. Um, he was the MVP of that movie when we did it. Uh, but like, there's a huge difference between Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Of course, there is both in quality, but also in him. Like, I feel like anything you see Harrison Ford in. Nowadays, he's just collecting that paycheck, you know? Whereas in this, this is something he's wanted to do for a very long time. It's something that they managed to do and do well. And he has strong feelings about, like, you know, over time, his thoughts on the Rick Decker character and what it meant and whatnot. So him, like, being invested in good shit and uh, particularly the two scenes, the scene where he's already been kidnapped and he's reacting to... The Rachel, uh, the Rachel Replicant Replicant, um, which is the only way I know how to, to put it, and just like his emotions at seeing her again, and and like you know, you feel like he's honestly considering for a second, then the drop of the hat, you know, him noticing that her eyes were the wrong color, and him like just like her eyes that are green. Like, he's so great. And also, that's another point of amazing CGI that you would honestly just think that that was just fucking Sean Young. Yeah. Uh, like, from 1982. Uh, whereas we just watched the last episode of The Mandalorian, and we still see that how far that technology has to come <laughs> with, with some of those deep fake facial uh, de-aging processes and whatnot. But, um, and then the last scene where, like, he meets his daughter... And, like, where the movie kind of ends on. And, again, uh. he doesn't even say a word. But just, like, the way they're able, uh, the way Denis Villanueva, who is basically, like, the chosen one now for, like, these sci-fi movies because he's the guy that's doing Dune. He's the guy that did Arrival before this. Um, he pulls out these amazing sci-fi movies and these amazing performances. Uh, like, he just got so much out of people without even fucking using words. Like, it's amazing. Yeah, that, that you know, that it, it was nice to see Harrison Ford uh, crush that. 
especially after what I thought was a pretty good climax, you know, I, I, I like the symbolism of, you know, the end being just this massive, you know, rain, like rainstorm flooding, like climactic fight was, um, well, yeah. And even that scene with Ryan Olsen just laying there. Yeah, oh yeah, and of like, course, just like, like the ending. Yeah, like just, the just, ending, yeah. Like he's just laying there, and it's just white. Yeah. And it's just so beautiful with the snow. Yeah, this movie just fucking yeah. shows technology just, just showing off. It's just off. great. It, 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 I think it was miles better than the first. So, I, I don't think it's miles better. I, I like the original one because I, I tend to like those, like, classic sci-fi movies more than you. I think you like more modern sci-fi. Well, yeah, because that's whereas, good sci-fi. Which is funny because you hate modern art. Uh, you don't hate modern art. When we go to a modern, when we go to a museum, we go to the modern section. You can't wait to get out. Whereas, like, yeah, oh yeah, like, look, look at that. There's like a hand sticking out the wall. Ain't that cool? <laughs> you know, just weird. Yeah, shit. I rest my case. <laughs> exactly. What I mean is, I, I think the classic sci-fi leaves a lot more open to interpretation, and I think it's also a little bit more, like, confusing. Like, the first one had, like, the city-speak stuff, which they brought Edward James almost back here for just, like, a, a quick cameo as, as uh, Gaff or Graff or whatever in, like, an old folks' home or something. And now he can just talk normal for whatever reason, whereas in the first one, he's basically talking, like, Sebulba from Star Wars, <laughs> uh, minus the, the stereotyping. But, uh... Yeah, I, I, I guess I just like... Because the same thing happened with Soylent Green. You weren't even a big Soylent Green no, fan. No, no. But I, I, I just kind of like, like, the man's man... Like, gruff, gritty, like, complex, like, characters. It's not that this didn't have any of that, but I, I, I think I think it did, but I think it still was a little bit more, like, poppy and bright-eyed than the original ones, which I think is why you like this one more. Um, I will say, so my complaints about the movie, it was entirely too long. It was way too long. It was... It really meanders and is drawn out. You could have cut. Parts. You could have cut a good, a good, a good twenty minutes. I was like a good half hour, half forty-five hour off minutes. Of that, yeah. You can get this down to a tight one fifty two hours. There's some say, you long. You get yourself down to a tight one fifty. That was unnecessary. That hurt. I'm working really hard. You're doing a great I'd job. I'd be really awkward if I was 150 pounds now. I'd look like fucking Dallas Buyers Club. You're wonderful. I'm so proud of you. Get your foot off of me. I'll punch your toes. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of, like, flying around and then landing and then walking and, like, finding, trying to find clues. Like, there's a lot of that. <laughs> and I feel like it's... I, I, I don't know what purpose of that was. I, I, I don't know. Um... But yeah, it gets it gets a little long. There's, you know, some of the stuff with Robin White's character. I, I get that they were setting her up as like, you know, uh, it was he was Kay's boss, but also setting her up is like kind of like on the good guy side and need to establish the, the rapport. Maybe she wanted to fuck fall. Kay. I'm not sure. I think I think so. Um, but yeah, it just it gets drawn out, especially because then also the stuff I the other stuff I didn't like, which will lead into LVP is we had to, like, get, not philosophical, but a little weird with Jared Leto. <laughs> Which, honestly, that stuff feels like it's in a different movie. 
Like it, it feels like he's just reading off of a different script. I don't know if he's reading off a script. I, I don't know if they'd be like, all right, so you're gonna be just this mysterious, uh, blind, like, blind. Dro- uh, like drone flying, dro- a drone flying, uh, like b- trillionaire who makes these things, and just big words and go, like the scene where like they're testing out like the new replicants and he's just talking like all this nonsense. I'm gonna make up words right now, but you can honestly trick me into believing they were actually in it. It's like when God opened up his legs, he decided that the robots would be the feast. <laughs> like you couldn't tell me that wasn't the biggest. That's said. all in the movie. <laughs> That's some Charles Manson shit right there. Uh, but like then you, you just got... you just a raging man. <laughs> you just said you just said adjective and noun. He's an adjective noun adverb <laughs> another noun. Uh, I, it's in the movie. I feel like in the second scene, because only in two scenes in the movie, he's the LVP They're of the movie. They're long scenes. They're long scenes. They are long scenes. And like, scenes. you're waiting for the first scene to go somewhere, and then he just kills the replicant, and like, he sets lo- love out in his mission. It's like, that could have been a minute. Uh, you know, that would have been, right. that, that would have been, I'm much, uh, excuse me, sorry, I'm turning the beat. I was going to say, this movie was too long. I, I'm going to start giving you my reviews. I watch the movies, you guys don't know this, but uh, I watch the movies you guys watch. I like this movie. I don't like Jared Leto. I'm worried he's going to beat me one day. Uh, but that's okay, because I'll just go find him, I'll kill him, and then I'll bring him back from the dead. And he'll probably enjoy that, because he's a weird guy. You know that uh, in Suicide Squad, he gave cast members like used condoms? That's gross, even for me. That's disgusting. That's really gross. That's gross. Not right that I have a used condom in my pocket right now. But you want it? Here, you want to see it? You want to see it? Look at this used condom. Look at that. You know, who, you know who's you know this? Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan spunk. This is valuable where weird. I come from. Well, that's a weird whack. It's weird for you. You know what else is weird? Where is this going? You know what else is weird? Sandworms. Yeah, I hate them, right? I hate them myself. Bye, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Where that was going was uh, the wrong character. <laughs> Greetings and felicitations, everybody. Dr. Teeth here from the Electric Mayhem. Just wanted to pop by and say you didn't talk about the present I got for you for Christmas. Got you a shirt. From my band, Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. Mm-hmm. You fantabulous, and I hope you enjoy the way it feels on your chesticles. Hey. I don't, I, I don't even, I can't even. I can't either. Goodbye. That's it? You don't have a question for me? How did you get in here? I changed the locks. Please leave. I take live your, here. Take your shirt with you. Nope, that's a present. That's rude. <laughs> bye bye. Uh, so I would believe that Jared Leto would do all of that <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> I, I like to imagine in the second scene that he shares with Harrison Ford that like they cut at one point. Harrison Ford would have been be like, "The fuck are you doing?" <laughs> like Harrison Ford was just not about this horse shit. Uh, yeah, he's incredibly distracting and takes away from the movie in both scenes that he's in. Uh, originally my other LVP was going to be Love, who we also, uh, so, uh, kayfabe breaking here, uh, because Samantha's been working on her mullet awards. After we watched the movie, we we didn't get a chance to record before, um, we went to Miami and whatnot, so obviously recording this a couple, like we said, a couple weeks after we watched it. So we went ahead and rated it and named our MVP and LVP in advance so Samantha could work on her nominations takes for next week's episode because it takes her a while. I, I'm working on them as the year progresses, so I'm already ready to go. But uh, 
You didn't have to add that in. Well, I'd just like people to know that I'm prepared so when they hear how much better mine are next week compared to yours, that they should vote for mine although, so I win again. Although we are pretty even in the uh, scoring of the awards. This year's where I set out to really demolish you. She was pretty emotionless earlier on, and I did not like like the cut of her jib whatsoever. Um, Who says that? Like the scene where she was with the guy from Ant Man, I always forget his fucking name. Uh, what are you talking about? Do we watch the same movie? <laughs> what? What is you know, happening? Uh, he's like the Russian guy from Ant Man, uh, the white guy, not T.I. and not Michael Pena, the other guy in Ant Man. Like the tech guy in Ant Man. You're just fucking with me now. <laughs> is Ant Man a movie? <laughs> so in the Marvel Ant Man. He has his, like, his team, right? Ant-Man. Uh-huh. Michael Pena, right? Uh-huh. T.I. Yes. And then the third guy. That's that actor. Was the guy that she kills in this movie. David Dalt, that's Matchmagian. Or something. Oh, yeah, David Dalmatian. Fuck you! <laughs> Fucking hate you. Uh, like, she's really weird in that scene where she's talking to him, and then, like, she she gave me, like, those Daryl Hannah vibes, you know, from the first movie, where it's like, man, you're being a little too robotic, you know what I mean? Like, but then I really liked her, like, she crushes the scene with Robin Wright, where she kills Robin Wright's character, and then, you know, her through the fight scenes and her reacting and everything later on, she saved herself in, in spades, and Jared Leto confirmed was the worst part of this movie. Um, yeah, and I, um, speaking of Robin Wright, I did not like her at first either. Yeah. I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, it's just Robin Wright. Uh, you know, I, I, I had the thought when we first saw this of ever since she did The Princess Bride, right? Mm -hmm. She did Princess Buttercup, and then she's like, I never want to do a role similar to that ever again in my career. Mm -hmm. And then she just played like these hard-ass women you know this, and then most recently she she's in uh, Blacklist, in uh, right Blacklist. That's James Spader. <laughs> no, 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 the wife. House of Cards. House of Cards. I knew it was one of totally those. different things. No, but uh, I don't know. I feel like they all run together. I don't want to watch either of them because they have James Spader and uh, Spacey in them. I James don't Spader, either. and don't put James Spader in that category. He's done nothing wrong. Eh, I'm sure. <laughs> um. Anyway, it's <laughs> I don't know. I just got confused with the movie. Look, man, I'm very tired. Um, but I feel like she played like a similar kind of like hard ass woman, you know, yeah. in that series and stuff like that. So I was like, oh gosh, it's just gonna be like another one of the same in the same vein. But then as it went on, and as she had more scenes with Ryan Gosling and like. You know, when she was, like, standing up to love and everything like that, I was, like, really digging, like, her performance. I thought she did a decent job. You know, it was it was good. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was very, very good. Um, but, yeah, Jared Leto just is, is just there to be fucking weird and put the movie off track, uh, which sucks. Uh, but I feel like that was also kind of the case with uh, the previous... God, it's really, I really should have researched what, like, what the names of the fucking industries and stuff were in advance. It's driving me nuts. I don't remember. But um, it, it's been two weeks, so leave me alone. Uh, but yeah, he's just not good. No bueno. 
uh, let's tackle the big philosophical question that we tackled on the first one that really doesn't even get addressed that much here. But I feel like I have the answer. And I, I don't know if it's the answer we had from the first one or not. But it's been the age-old question about the Blade Runner series. Is Rick Deckard a replicant? Is Does he not know that he is artificial? What do you feel after this movie? I think it's meant to be ambiguous. Uh, uh, and stay ambiguous. No shit. <laughs> it's I, supposed to be. But there's, he's disagreed with Ridley Scott. They don't really address it here. I think I have the answer from this movie. And it's one of my favorite parts of the movie. Uh, so the fight scene between him and Brian Gosling and their, when they're in Las Vegas and like the holograms of Elvis and other things are going off and the performances and whatnot. Um, so he kind of holds his own there, which is surprising. But I, I'm not, I remember if Kay was already kind of like wounded or whatnot, so I could have explained it. But when they're found and love is coming after them, there's that amazing scene where like they're like running and escaping and effortlessly Ryan Gosling just runs through that wall. It's a, like a cool ass moment where like, like nothing, he just runs through it and just keeps running. Deckard makes a point to like not do that. Like Deckard doesn't like Deckard like follows like human rules. And it made me think at all points, like when he's fighting, when he's doing anything like that, you don't ever see him do anything like superhuman or strength-wise like that. So that to me kind of indicated. Plus also, what would I feel like it would be a more of a bigger deal if a human could procreate with a replicant versus a replicant with a replicant? Okay. Like, that's, I'm sticking my, my... I mean, I think it's still a big deal regardless. Um, but don't you think that he is a replicant, knows he's a replicant, and tries to portray as human, and that's See, that part of it? I don't get that at all. But you said he intentionally didn't do those things. He intentionally... I don't know. You're misconstruing my words. I'm, I'm not, not saying, misconstruing your words. I'm not maybe saying you're he's saying intentionally wrong, doing it to avoid... Maybe you're saying the wrong words. Maybe I think, I think you're I saying think the wrong words. I think that he can't do those things is what I mean. That's what I mean. He can't do those things. So if you say he can't do those things, then he, he's intentionally choosing not to no. do those things. That's uh, two no, different he, things. No, he is... Don't hit my foot. Whack you with this bottle on your foot. Give you a good whacking. <laughs> Turn this off if we're going to get into flacking territory. Uh, uh, would, would you fuck a robot? Would I fuck a robot? Mm -hmm. I mean... I think we went over this before. I think we... I strangely feel like this is the third or fourth time we've had I this think every time we watch a movie with a robot, we talk about how we would fuck a robot. I'd fuck a robot. Would you fuck a robot? You you would d fuck anything. So wow, hey! If Anna de Armas is a robot, yeah, add her to my list. If you can, <laughs> if you can put asterisks next to fucking Ryan Gosling, let's recap our list at the end of twenty twenty oh as we God, as we wrap up here. It's very long. I don't think we've added a lot to it lately. Mm, you've added plenty. Have I? Yes. I don't remember. Start with yours because yours is like a normal list. Ryan Gosling with three asterisks. Uh -huh. George Clooney. How creative. Anna Kendrick. Mm -hmm. Bradley Cooper. Mm -hmm. Chris Pratt. Jennifer Lawrence. Zac Efron. Harrison Ford. 
Naomi Scott, Michael Fassbender, Sandra Bullock, 1990s Christina Applegate, mm-hmm. Mark Wahlberg, John Hamm, Michael B. Jordan, James McAvoy with an asterisk, Ryan Reynolds, Lily James, Chris Evans. Uh, how, how riveting and fun. Okay. Yeah, it's getting into some... Yeah, let's get oh, into... Oh, this, this list is weird. Yeah. J.K. Simmons. Simmons. Anna Kendrick with some asterisks. Maggie Smith, 70s, 80s. Mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson, pre-Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ingrid Bergman. Mm-hmm. Helen Mirren. Mm-hmm. J.K. Rowling. Mm-hmm. Well, I take her off. Yeah, yeah. We got no, no, that one's for the money, but now I just don't want to deal with the horse shit. <laughs> don't want to deal with that drama. Nope. Uh, Vanessa Shaw. Mm-hmm. Alessandra from Master of None, mm-hmm. Robert Redford, mm-hmm. Naomi Scott, mm-hmm. Alf, yep. Amy Jo Johnson, yep. 1992 Meryl Streep, yep. Christy Swanson in the 90s, yeah. John Hamm, uh-huh. late 90s Jennifer Love Hewitt, yep. Tara Strong. Oh, wait. I did get at it, that's wait, right. Wait. <laughs> no, no, listen, Tara Strong, okay. uh-huh. Sophia Vergara, uh-huh. 2004-2005 Rachel McAdams, Okay. Lily James, uh-huh. Camila Mendez, uh-huh. Naomi Scott again, yep. mid-90s Mariska Hargitay, yeah. Maria Menounos, uh-huh. Tara Strong but Young, and now Anna Darmas. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a weird year. <laughs> it's been a weird five years. It's been a weird year. Anything else on Blade Runner 2049? I mean, we're never going to have like future shit in real life. That sucks. No, no. Well, this movie does a good job of, like, so sure, you have, like, these, like, full-size, like, billboard holograms up, but they still have, like, regular, like, street-sweeping machines and, like, bullets. <laughs> like, like this movie at least does a good job of, like, lowering expectations despite what everything's going on. Yeah, but okay, but they still have, like, they're in s- space. Well, they're in, they're, they're in, no, he was in fucking Vegas. Do you not pay attention? Yeah, but they have, like. They're, like, in California. Flying. Spaceships. LAPD. They have spaceships and they go to different we'll get there. areas and things. They eh. just before I die, I want flying cars to be a thing. There are cars that fly. You just yeah, but like regularly, I want skyways so I can be mad triply in Miami. Oh man, you imagine how congested that skyway would be in Miami. Yeah. I, I I just I I literally started getting into an argument with an imaginary person in the sky in Miami just you saying that so let's wrap this up so I can be angry off camera off camera <laughs> off air uh, anything else on Blade Runner face for radio no nothing score look I liked it better than than the original you said I gave the original a seven seven um, I liked it better than than the original I thought that this ensemble cast was great with with an exception or two. Um, really loved the performances, dug it, um, thought it was beautiful looking, um, really thought it was good. I'm going to give this movie an eight and a half. I feel like at eventually, by the end of it, we undersold, like, one of the most gorgeous looking movies that's ever been made. It is incredible how great this movie looks. It's incredible how great this movie is acted. If it were 30 minutes shorter and had a little bit more of a tighter focus on its meaning and its plot and less Jared Leto, this would be even higher. I'm giving the exact same score I gave the first play run. I'm giving it an eight and a half, which makes it an eight and a half overall for our final movie of 2020. <coughs> so next week's episode will be our first episode of 2021. And it is maybe my favorite episode of the year. Uh, and it's the first one every year. It is our 
2020 Mullet Award and Nomination Show. So we watched, uh, what do we say, 65 movies, I believe, this year. And we are going to be nominating the best and the worst of those movies together live on the show. And you, the listener at home, will be voting by going to arcadio.net slash mullet awards. I'll double check that before next week. I'm not sure when we're going to be unveiling the winners. It's normally timed up with the Oscars. But the Oscars are going to be taking place in April, if I'm not mistaken. So we'll have to figure out. We'll probably give you like six or eight weeks. Then we'll unveil the winners kind of like the usual uh, time. Making some changes this year. So we have expanded a couple categories. We've added a couple categories that were formerly awards we just gave out. Well, now we're actually going to let you vote on them as well. We'll hear all about that next week. So make sure uh, you are tuning in to hearing what we've nominated to also help us continue to be competitive over who uh, had the best nominees and who will be the winners slash losers. Send us an email at marrythemovies at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at marriedwmovies or facebook.com slash marriedwmovies. Uh, if you have uh, thoughts on what you thought the best and worst movies were that we did this year and performances and scenes, remind us of things. You have a, uh, a little bit of time before that episode airs, even though we're probably going to be recording before you send those, but we'll still share them at some point. Of course. Uh, after that, we got an interesting slate coming up for you. My we birthday do? movie, Brigsby Bear. Then the random movie we drew, His Girl Friday. Then my nominated movie, Body Slam. And then I can go ahead and announce what our next Wrap It Up movie is. Uh, it is the next installment in our epic Pixar uh, run. We're going to be watching The Incredibles 2, which was the first movie that Jillian saw in theaters in 2017. So it's one of those movies that uh, we've actually discussed on the show before, but actually haven't done the full-blown you know, reviewing I'm and BPLB. I'm very excited for that one. And then after that, we uh, were bought yeah. two movies. Thanks, two, Mom. Yeah, we were gifted, Thanks, Carly. Gifted some movies. And the rule is that if you Bitches. if you buy us movies, then we immediately put them into the queue as early as can be. So sometime in February, we'll be watching those two movies. I'm not oh, going to tell you what they are yet. Valentine's Day. I'm not going to tell you what they are yet, but we'll be watching these movies at some point uh, in the next few weeks. If you want to force us to watch a movie, or if you want to treat us to a good movie, uh, former movies have been to Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar, The Chaperone, uh, we've had some other ones, Deep Blue Sea, then please, 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 buy us a movie and send it to us. You can hit us up in the DMs on Twitter, can you can you stop telling at Mary people? W Movies? You can also find me on Instagram. Don't be giving people ways to contact. I don't want to give out my address at your host mullet thirty eight on Instagram. Also turn on your notifications at Jim with your Sam on all social media. I actually have shit to promote, so when you interrupt me, it really bothers me. Thank you. At your host mullet thirty eight on at Jim with your Sam on Instagram. You can often find me villain. At your host, Mullet38, on Instagram, where I have my show, Box and Friends, that's for charity, you heartless wench, where I show off the stuff that I buy. Why do you buy so much stuff that you have to have a show about it? Uh, an episode probably just hit where I bought a bunch of stuff at an <laughs> antique mall. Uh, but you also, you can message I me there, you. you can email us, and you can also uh, hit us up on Twitter, uh, ask for our address, so that way you can send us the movies, and we will watch them no matter what they are. Like, don't send us, like, snuff or, like, porn. Or porn. <laughs> uh, if it's porn, it still should count. 
Um, that's all I'm saying. It'd be a lot of fun. I turned into Beetlejuice again. <laughs> uh, my retro diary, arcadeadio.net slash podbloggle. Check that out if you like retro wrestling. And if you like current wrestling, make sure you are going to Podswoggles podcast, wherever you get your podcast for the limited eight-week run. we got a couple Rumble podcasts mm. coming up. Those mm. air on Friday. It's Friday. You know what that means. Rest in peace, uh, Brody Lee. And that's all my plugs. I think we hit them all. But yeah, for real. If you want to buy his movies, slide into my DMs. Don't. No, don't slide into... Slide into my DMs and I'll give you my address. Then get... I and swear. And then send me some porn. <laughs> I swear. I'm going, s- I'm going to murder everyone. 2020. What a year, huh? Shit. Shit. Oh, my bottle. I pulled my back out. Good. <laughs> almost certain to be able to see it. Do you have anything to promote? No? Cool. Great. Grand. For Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for this week's... Ha- that, 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 that was so bad, that should count. Because uh, I was burping. Um, signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. I get to put that horse shit from the beginning at the end now. Yeah, but really, you really need to stop telling people to slide into your DMs. It really is n- not a good thing. Not like that. Like Yeah, better not. For like the movies and yeah, such. Yeah, better not. I've signed into my DMs for the movies and such, eh? I don't know what the fuck that was. give you third degree burns when I spit it out all over you. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. See next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Pizza! <laughs> Chris Mullet. <laughs> I got you, motherfucker. <laughs> I was gonna... I, I, I would have spit if I actually done it. I was I actually was going to also fuck up the beginning of the show by saying, man, this comment's worth having you re- re- redo the show by just saying, she's out talking about her pussy <laughs> and acid. <laughs> <laughs> Happy 2020. <laughs> it's going at the end. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? <laughs> That's the intros. Do it over. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.